Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to episode two of Say Why to Drugs with me, Susie Gage. Before we start this episode properly, I just wanted to say thank you so much to everyone who downloaded episode one about cannabis, and especially to the people who commented and messaged me and also left reviews. I was completely overwhelmed with how the podcast was received and the fact that we even made it to number seven on the iTunes chart is just incredible. So thank you so much. And if you did enjoy it, then do tell your friends and please leave me a review on iTunes. That'd be amazing. To the people who emailed me who I haven't yet replied to, I'm really sorry. Um, I work full time as a researcher as well. And so I'll get back to you if I can. But in the meantime, do message me on Twitter if that's easy. Uh, I'm at Sousaphone, that's spelled S-O-O-Z-A-P-H-O-N-E, rather than like the instrument. Anyway, on to today's episode, and again I'm chatting to the marvellous Scroobius Pip, and this time we tackle a legal drug, but one that has become less and less popular in recent years, and has been shown to cause a large number of serious health problems. Today we say why to tobacco. <laughs> Right then, so let's talk tobacco. Yes. And I think I should start by saying that we'll specifically talk about cigarettes in this one and probably do an episode about e-cigarettes at a later date, I think. Okay, yeah. Because I think they deserve their own space. Or certainly nicotine deserves more of a broadness than just cigarettes, and cigarettes are quite unique in terms of nicotine containing products yeah that's fascinating particularly with the boom in e-cigarettes and the the misinformation out there um i think that's an important one but it's good again i like the idea the fact is regardless i don't know (laughs) it's a broad statement now but in general cigarettes are definitely the more damaging than and again we can discuss in a future episode how much better or you know, e-cigarettes are, but for now, I think, yes, cigarettes is a great place to start. Well, cigarettes are unique in all tobacco-containing products, really, because of the way they've been made. So even different to things like cigars, because when you smoke a cigar, you can absorb the nicotine through your mouth. Right. But when you smoke a cigarette... Because of the pH, the acidity of the actual tobacco in the, in the cigarette, mm-hmm. it won't absorb through your mouth. You have to inhale it into your lungs, right. which means the nicotine gets into your bloodstream within seconds. It gets to your brain really fast. Right. So the hit you get from nicotine from a cigarette is different to the hit you get from nicotine in, in any other That's fascinating. Form. Is that a 
an intentional intentional thing there or is it yeah it's a bizarre i shrugged for the yeah. for the people yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's 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 crazy that it seems in so many ways and, and cigarettes are, are one of the, the only drugs that we're going to discuss that i've never seen the appeal of and again at present i don't do any drugs but you know i've experienced different ones over my life but cigarettes are one because of things like that where it's like right it seems like someone's tried really hard to make this as bad as possible it's, it's like they've really gone out of their way to go right well, we could just have it absorb in the mouth or whatever else. But no, let's make it so it only has to go direct to the most dangerous point and get it right in the lungs, right? Well, um, this is not a thing I say very often, but yeah. to be fair to the tobacco industry, <laughs> yeah. um, at the time when cigarettes were first made, the harms of, of tobacco really weren't known. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and in fact, this I was going to come onto this later, but it's probably worth talking about it now, is that... Cigarette advertising used to be done by doctors. Um, yeah. They used to be like, doctors prefer smoking whatever brand of cigarettes yeah, yeah. Or, um, or that sort of thing. And in fact, one of the doctors who was the first person to discover the link between smoking and lung cancer yeah. was a smoker himself. He uh, did this research because he was convinced that it was actually the tarmac on roads that was causing the increase in lung cancer that was seen. Oh, wow. And when he looked at the evidence, his name was Richard Dole, and when he looked at the evidence... It was so overwhelmingly obvious to him that it was the smoking that he quit smoking. Oh wow! From yeah. it, but he was yeah. he was a smoker before then, and, and doctors would even sort of recommend smoking to their patients and that yeah. sort of thing. It was it was definitely it took a long time for it to be understood just how harmful smoking was. It's kind of great there. I, I I like it when breakthroughs like that are made by people with experience of the thing that they're ending up researching. If if you know, I mean, it's always an interesting one when people have got all these stats and are very anti any drug but have never actually had any experience of it and that's kind of an uh, interesting one there that despite being a user and i'd imagine a fan of it at the time he's had the raw evidence to go right this is this is is killing me you know yeah, I don't think it necessarily devalues your ability to understand evidence if you've not used the substance. Of course, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, it's very interesting how he sort of was doing this thing and just didn't think anything of it. Certainly wasn't looking to find the link yeah. when he found it. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's fascinating. Okay, so I was going to ask you what you think the appeal of smoking is. I've never really understood mm. it. I've never really understood it. Um, since real life isn't in black and white, I don't understand it. In black and white, <laughs> smoking looks cool as anything. Well, I, I understand think, I think that. You've hit it though. Yeah. Smoking is cool. Yeah. It looks cool. It's been portrayed as looking cool yeah. anyway. It looks way cooler in a film than out hanging off the lip of a mum <laughs> pushing a pram along. You know, it's, it's, it's a very odd one for me. And it's, it's one that I, all the other drugs that there are and ones I've tried and ones I haven't tried, I can look at and go, Here's the physical appeal, the positive effect, and here's here's the negative effect. Whereas for me, with tobacco, it was always like, right, the only real thing you're getting there is addiction. Obviously, you're getting a lot of negative, you know, we'll get into all the physical, <laughs> it's not the only thing. But yeah, the main thing you're getting is becoming addicted to it, which is bizarre to me. Yeah. But as you said, it's cool. And the cool kids smoke and they're at the back of the playground and so on and so forth. And it's a grown-up thing, I guess, as well. But I think it's like what you said for cannabis as well. It's associated with rock stars. It's yeah. associated with glamour and yeah. film stars and yeah. models. Yeah. Only last week I was walking through Bristol and there were people obviously having a photography lesson and they were taking a picture of a girl smoking and I was just really surprised. Yeah, I was like, yeah. still? How is that still a thing? Yeah. But uh, apparently smoking is still cool, which, yeah, is fair enough, I it suppose. It is a bizarre one, yeah. And smoking's legal. Yep. 
Although it's uh, not legal. Uh, that. I was, was going to use an example there, but then realise it's because of the, of the legality. But I was going to say you wouldn't do a photo shoot of someone shooting heroin or any of these other things because that's grim and, mm. and unimaginable. But I guess that's that's where the line is. That's yeah. that's literally the reason for that is smoking's legal. But, Therefore, yeah. you can do that. Although, would you do a photo shoot of someone swigging out of a bottle of diamond white or something? Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Maybe you would. Yeah. Maybe you would. Yeah. It's but not... I guess a martini. <laughs> get, like, we can't just talk about photo shoots all the time. But again, you 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 may have someone sipping mm. a martini or something like that and seen as a classy thing there because alcohol's legal. But yeah. yeah. Obviously, smoking isn't legal if you're under 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people who end up being a smoker do start smoking when they're under 18. Yeah. About two thirds of people. But also about two thirds of people who smoke want to quit. But most of those people who want to quit won't manage a quit in any one year most of them won't manage right. to even attempt to quit, let alone actually yeah. quit. They'll talk about, oh, I'm giving up, you know. Oh, yeah. I want to stop, yeah. I don't know how. Some people report that smoking reduces their stress, but because smoking's addictive, potentially what's actually happening is that it's just taking this addicted person out of a withdrawal state, like caffeine. So rather than actually relaxing them, it's just bringing them out of their withdrawal anxiety. Um, because yeah, it's, it's potentially the cause of the anxiety that it, it's them relieving that yeah. that anxiety may not have been there. Or, or, or maybe it's, sorry, it's, it may be increasing anxiety for other things. So mm-hmm. if you've got stress at work or whatever else, but that anxiety is increased and you're relieving one kind of anxiety because of the addiction and that may give the impression yeah. that it's, it's relaxing me after my day at work or whatever else when really it's not actually Absolutely. the same thing. It's all these kind of conditioning effects. You smoke the cigarette and you feel more relaxed yeah. because you're coming out of withdrawal so you assume that the cigarette is making you relax yeah. but actually it's a stimulant so it's increasing your heart rate. Right, that's yeah. interesting. Now what does it do? Does it have an intoxication effect? Not really. If you, yeah. if you aren't used to smoking it can make you feel a bit sick and and make you feel a bit dizzy. Yeah. Um, Sounds great. <laughs> it can make you cough. Um, it might improve cognition in mm-hmm. the short term. There's some evidence, although it's not particularly great evidence. So it might help you to concentrate. Right. But it's it's probably not um, brilliant for that, and certainly the evidence is by no means conclusive there. Right. And more longer term, before we get on to the big, the big ones, yeah. it's things like um, the tar in cigarettes makes your teeth and skin go a bit yellow. It can make you cough. It doesn't make your breath smell particularly nice. No, it's true. Okay, um, two in three smokers will die prematurely from their habit. That's the current wow. estimate. Damn, that's crazy high for something that, number one, is legal and number two is very popular. Yeah. It's, 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 cra- it's crazy to have stats that high. That And this is if people use sort of use a product as it's intended to be used. Yeah. Um, and it's also not that they die suddenly. It's not like you'll just sort of avoid all the end of year, end of life ill years. Yeah. Yeah. They have just as many ill years as other people. Yeah. yeah. It's not the case that you're just missing out being old and, and infirm. It's bringing all that forward. I've kind of, I've, I've had this discussion in the past where, all the fitness stuff I do now isn't to extend my life. It's to make the period I am alive better. But because I've heard the argument before, smoking takes five years off your life. But yeah, it's the ones you at the end. It's the rubbish yeah. years. But that's not the case. It, no. it means those last ten potentially will be unbearable. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. So it puts you at extremely high risk of lung cancer. Yeah. And a variety of other cancers as well, right. things like breast cancer, um, throat cancer, mouth cancer, quite a few cancers. So, so kind of everywhere it, it gets to, everywhere, yeah. everything it touches essentially mm-hmm. is a, a greater risk. Yeah. 
Which makes sense, obviously, yeah. Yeah, it increases your risk of heart disease. It can make you impotent. It can make you infertile. And just at a sort of more general level, if you've got a cough, if your lungs are struggling, it makes it hard to breathe if you're doing sport, like if you want to do other things like that. It can just make it much harder to run for a bus even, that kind of thing. It's fascinating again because you you go back to to when it wasn't understood, as said, when doctors were recommending it and you hear anecdotal stories of footballers having a smoke at half time mm-hmm. and stuff like that which now just, it's completely unimaginable yeah. it's like you that's that's such a backwards thing but they you know it'd be have this to relax or to mm-hmm. calm down yeah. or whatever else it's like well no you're shortening your career or your ability in that match at the very least and it seems odd that it took so long in a way to realize that because it seems quite an obvious mm. thing i guess that's yeah. that's our knowledge now yeah all right, so myth busting yes. around tobacco, Always and I've got a whole big list here. Great. I've got um, Twitter and Facebook to help me out with this. So I've been people have been sending Fantastic. me their myths, and the first one we sort of touched on in the introduction: nicotine versus tobacco. And it's not the nicotine that's the physical harm; it's the burning of tobacco. So when you burn tobacco, it releases the tar in the smoke, and around sixty types of particle or gases in smoke are carcinogens they cause cancer but there's also formaldehyde ammonia carbon monoxide hydrogen cyanide all of these things are in tobacco smoke damn that's crazy all these things that you'd you'd only recognize them as bad things Mm. as things you want to avoid and so nicotine is the addictive part the nicotine Mm -hmm. that makes you want to come back for more but it's not the nicotine that is doing doing, all the damage it's it's doing yeah and and that's why i guess you'll get prescribed nicotine patches Mm. or inhalers or or whatever else when trying to come off of of, of tobacco but part of the reason that they don't work as well as a cigarette is because you don't absorb them into your lungs as i said you're not getting the nicotine hit straight away because it's being absorbed through your mouth so it takes longer i know your mouth's closer to your brain but it doesn't quite work like that sadly and when you put nicotine patches on your skin again it has to absorb in it just takes a lot longer so you don't get that hit that you get from a cigarette so nicotine might even have some benefits. There's some suggestion that it, it might be the nicotine that might have a cognitive enhancing effect. But the harms of tobacco are so great that it's really hard to tell. There's so, there's so much damage being done that it's hard to tell what mm, could be possibly having a positive effect. Yeah. You know. So a few years ago, there was some suggestion that maybe nicotine might be useful or preventative or delay the onset of Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. But the problem is you get a sort of survivor bias here because by the time people get parkinson's a lot of smokers will have already become ill and potentially died so the people who are left who are smokers aren't necessarily usual smokers so you get a really distorted picture so it's really hard to know whether that's actually a true protective effect or that it's just sort of this bias that's interesting that it could already have killed off a lot of people yeah. before they get to that yeah. point therefore because it is again it's another traditional myth or whatever of you will have a woman in the paper who's 102 like, i've smoked every day yeah. and all this right okay but you're the exception yeah. you know that's that that doesn't mean that it's it's not doing damage no, right? absolutely okay myth number two shisha is less harmful than smoking right Probably not. I mean, it's you're smoking exactly the same thing. It feels less burning on your throat because it's going through the water, so it's cooling the smoke down. But ultimately, you're still burning tobacco and inhaling it. That's fascinating it. because, again, you would, as someone who's not knowledgeable on that, I had completely assumed that the whole shisha thing and the shisha bars and things like that, it's a healthy alternative, but yeah. it's just not 
as physical or as it, uh, it not as clear, obviously, yeah. effect. It feels softer, but yeah. the damage but is still, still being done. It doesn't really, nothing really gets filtered out in the water. You're still yeah. breathing in tobacco smoke. Thing. So menthol cigarettes, myth mm-hmm. three. And this, I've heard both. Menthol cigarettes are less harmful than normal right. cigarettes. Menthol cigarettes are more harmful because apparently they open up the lungs to right. absorb more nicotine. I'm not okay. quite sure how they do that, but uh, sadly the myths don't come with a great sort of explainer uh, no, book alongside them. But, but when you have like a strong menthol, like chewing gum or something, mm. like when you breathe in, it feels that bit. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It has yeah. that effect. So again, it's going to be purely bro science of, <laughs> of someone going, no, but you know, when it's... Like yeah. you can feel that, you can feel you're taking it in more, therefore mm. that's opening things up more. Yeah. <laughs> and here the evidence is that probably it's about the same in terms of harm menthol cigarettes right. compared to ordinary yeah. cigarettes. And ordinary cigarettes do quite often have a tiny bit of menthol in them as well because it gives that kind of, to use a wine term, mouth feel that right. you want when you're smoking. There is a, there's a small amount of evidence that menthol cigarettes might be slightly more addictive than normal cigarettes, right. but it's not really very conclusive. And again, I'd, I'd, I'd think things like that could or could easily be quite a psychological thing as much as anything because, yeah. again, the for some reason, even to me, who's I've never had a menthol c- a cigarette, but that would feel like a lighter Kind of, I mean, it feels healthier in some weird way. Well, it feels like a, a healthier lot, it's version. It's a lot when... to do with marketing as well. They're often yeah. portrayed with sort of those kind of colours associated with chewing gum and that kind of yeah. thing, blues yeah. and greens, minty, yeah. fresh. So there's definitely a lot to do with marketing, which brings us very nicely onto the next two myths as well. Rollies and natural tobacco, like American Spirit, aren't as bad for you. No, they basically contain exactly the same things. In the tobacco leaf, when you burn it, these things are released and you do get other things added into cigarettes as well, but they're yeah. also added into rolling tobacco. Because people will argue sometimes that there's stuff in the filters of cigarettes that are, is doing you damage. Is that, I don't know, again, this is just purely from what from hearing of other people who smoke mm. who smoke rollies will say, yeah. no, that it's dangerous because the filter is, I don't know, yeah. Well, there were, lots of, there. there were lots of rumours that filters contain things like fibreglass and that right. kind of thing, but, but no. they don't. No. Rollies might be slightly better for you because you put less tobacco in them, but... And this also brings us on to the next couple as well. Humans are really good at titrating the amount that they smoke to get the desired effect. So if you put less tobacco in your rollie, you'll breathe more deeply. So you'll end up getting the same amount of nicotine as as you want, as your body is telling you that you want. You don't necessarily realise that you're doing it. So the next myth is light or low tar cigarettes are better for you. And... Actually, there's not really any difference between... In fact, that's why they're not allowed to market cigarettes. The tobacco industry aren't allowed to market cigarettes as low-tar or light cigarettes anymore. Right. Because what happened was they changed the filters. They put more holes in the filters so more smoke would get out before before you inhaled it. Mm. So you were inhaling less tar. And in machines, when machines... They tested this by getting machines to smoke cigarettes and the machines yeah. smoked those cigarettes and got less tar and everything but humans are a bit more it's canny be similar of taking it in harder yeah. and people were squeezing the filters to block the holes they, they didn't know that that's what they were doing yeah. but uh, they were yeah breathing in more deeply taking more breaths per cigarette in the lab where i work we've got these smoking topography devices which are little black boxes you put a cigarette in one end and you smoke it through the machine yeah. and you can see how many breaths people take and when you give people cigarettes with less nicotine in for example people will breathe more deeply to get more nicotine so people are quite good at sort of 
getting the effect that they want from whatever they are given to smoke. Yeah, yeah, and it's and because you get the hit so quickly, you can sort of do that in real time. You can make these changes to the way that you're smoking to get the effect. That's fascinating. Again, that again, it will be a subconscious and almost. a natural or subliminal thing that your your body is going right. I'm going to squeeze this slightly tighter or inhale mm-hmm. slightly deeper to get the same the same hit out of it. And this is also brings us on to the the last myth about cutting down is still is still worthwhile even if you're not going to quit because half as many cigarettes if if you're addicted and used to a certain amount of nicotine isn't half as harmful because you will breathe more deeply most probably you will right. inhale more you will you'll still enjoy be getting, those those few that exactly bit more. you'll get you'll smoke every last bit out of them so if you do want to quit smoking for your health then really it's better to i mean cutting down is a start but you really need to stop to stop the harm because if you cut down you're likely to still be doing yourself more harm than you necessarily think because you'll be breathing more deeply for those cigarettes that you are smoking that's a fascinating one again it's a bit people depressing. Generally, but yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a tough one. And in a way, it's depressing because it almost says if you're not going to quit, you just enjoy yourself, just go in. But yeah, it's, it is interesting that it's not actually relative in that, yeah. as you said, you smoke half as much, half as much damage. It's no, that could be the mm. same amount of damage. It could be a, a, little, a little less, less but, but if it's still, still yeah. it's still there. I mean, psychologically, cutting down is a good way to start to quit because you are just buying less and going outside less and hopefully eventually you'll be able to cut it down to nothing. But in terms of the harm that you're doing to yourself, it might not be that much difference. Right. Okay, so what do we still not know about smoking? You might think that we've known that tobacco is harmful since the 50s. Yeah. Yeah, so we must just know everything. Like, it's really dangerous, so why are we still doing research onto it? Yeah. But there are lots of things that we can learn from understanding smoking a bit better. So why do some people find it really easy to quit and some people really, really struggle? Yeah, because that is a a fascinating one. I've known people who've just gone cold turkey and it's been easy. I've known people who've gone with patches or all, all sorts of other things prescribed and it's still been really hard, yeah. so yeah. Well, there's some evidence that it might be at least partly genetic. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those really rare cases where there does seem to be a gene for something. Right. So there's one particular genetic variant that if you are a smoker, so everyone's got two copies of every genetic variant that they have, one from their mum and one from their dad. Yeah. And sometimes you get mutations between people. So you can either have... Two copies of the normal, for want of a better word, version. Mm-hmm. One copy of each, or two copies of the rare version. Yeah. And there's a rare version of a particular genotype that, if you're a smoker, really, really increases your heaviness of smoking. So it equates to about one extra cigarette per day per copy of this. So right. people with no copies can still they'll still be smokers, perhaps, mm. but the people with two copies will be smoking two more cigarettes a day than them. They'll be breathing in more deeply. That's fascinating. And it's not clearly understood how it's having that effect, but potentially it's because they're metabolising nicotine more quickly, these people with more copies of this gene. So they go into nicotine withdrawal more quickly, so they want to smoke more often. Right. Makes sense. Potentially that might be the reason. So this could be a way of identifying people who might struggle to quit and potentially could use pharmacotherapies to help them quit. So actually take drugs that will block nicotine receptors in the brain, for example, so they don't get the nicotine hit from smoking. So it can be essentially a way of identifying what would be the most beneficial way to quit or or the most effective way we can go, right, well, the reality is going cold turkey probably isn't going to work for you because of these things. But if we we give you this or if we give you that, then it's finding the... 
the right way. And that's one, I mean, this is still, as I say, this is what we don't know yet. Yeah. So this is kind of being researched at the moment that potentially people who are at a higher genetic risk for heaviness of smoking could mm -hmm. be treated in a certain way. There might be other ways of grouping people, say, well, if you've got this particular trait, personality trait or other kind of other substance use or all sorts yeah. of things, maybe you'll benefit from a psychological therapy yeah. or maybe you will be fine and you will be able to do it by yourself if you're yeah. in a different group of people. So this kind of way of not necessarily personalising medicine, but a little bit trying to but, sort of... But finding the right... The right treatment the right for the right person. And the right technique. Yeah. My brother had that of trying numerous times to give up and he found it a very a good thing psychologically for him to to regularly go through this test of trying to to give up. He found it motivational. That's a, a whole other story. But one time he did, he went to the doctor and they prescribed him some stuff and he was stunned at how easy it was because mm. it, it, he found the, the right thing and he was yeah. like, I've tried all these years of giving up and then going back, but I, I go to this place and I'm like, here, just, just take a couple of these a day, yeah. And it was like that. It yeah. just fit, it clicked perfect for him. Whereas for some people, it that won't necessarily it won't work. Effect, yeah. and, but they'll find if they buy Alan Carr's book or something that suddenly yeah. they'll be able, they'll like never go back to smoking again. Yeah. So it's really, it's really interesting avenue of research and potentially could be really helpful because, as I said at the beginning, if two thirds of people who are currently smoking want to quit, then it's really important that we can help them yeah. as best yeah. we can. If, if, if yeah. that's what they're after. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the other thing that I think is very interesting, and it's something that I'm actually working on myself as well, is to try and understand associations between smoking and mental health. Because smoking is seen at such higher prevalence in populations with mental health problems than in the general population. But it's it's similar to cannabis use as well. It's trying to understand what this means. Yeah. Is smoking increasing your risk? Are people self-medicating? Or is something else influencing both? Yeah, are you in a situation of... where that's just a more, a more likely thing that you would be doing? Absolutely, you know? yeah. So this is something that I'm interested in researching at the yeah. moment. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. I guess that's probably covered tobacco. So tobacco, I, th I think so. And it's, again, it's a fascinating one because it, because it's the weirdest one. And again, there's a lot in um, in the Leap podcast that Jason Reed does more about kind of the intricacies of drug law. But it fascinates me that tobacco is one that we can find the most direct, clear problems with. Yet it's one of the few that is legal and is allowed. It's a it's a it's, it's a bizarre concoction there. Although this is also a lot to do with the fact that because it's legal, it's much easier to do research. Yeah, and more people use it, so you can do big, big samples. That's studies. interesting. That you, that's why we'll have more information yeah. on it is because there'll be a more openness to do the test to yeah. have test subjects and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. Yeah, and when when there's only a small group of people using a substance, and because it's illegal, that adds in so many more potential confounds to trying to understand the sure. association. Sure. So it's it is it's still not easy because you're still again relying on people choosing to do something or not but when people are choosing to do something that's illegal as well that adds a whole extra level of complexity on of trying course, to work yeah. it out and just reduces the number of people that do it as well yeah it's fascinating right and that was the end of pip and my chat for this episode and as i said at the beginning i also plan to do a specific episode particularly about e-cigarettes They've been mentioned a lot by former smokers as a great method for quitting, although as they're so new, the evidence about them is much thinner on the ground than it is for cigarettes. So I think they deserve a whole episode to really delve into this. Smoking cigarettes is addictive, as we've discussed, so if you're listening on Acast, I've included some links here to some advice if you're trying to quit, and I wish you the best of luck if you are. 
Also, I didn't mention for episode one, but for each episode, I'm writing a companion article sort of going through all with links to all of the evidence that we talk about here that are going to be on my blog, which is on the Guardian website. And this will go up online on their website at some point today, the one for tobacco. So before I sign off, a special thanks to at My Name Is Ad, who's done all the artwork for these podcasts, and to Charlie Williams for his audio skills. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Please tweet me with any comments and I'll see you for the next episode when Pip and I will be discussing probably the most popular drug in the UK, but one that's actually often overlooked as a drug. And I'm talking about alcohol. You've been listening to Say Why to Drugs with me, Dr Susie Gage. The music was by Jim Murray. Say Why to Drugs would not have been possible without the generous support of I'm a Scientist Get Me Out of Here, the Medical Research Council, and Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.